Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Unique McLean, Leaky Black, Joey Devine, San Antonio Brinson, Taco Fall, Sean Keen. Shabooty McNeese! Shabooty Phillips! The musical guest, DMX! And now the temporary host of Rumble Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, and we are back with only one episode this week because we had some family stuff, but everyone's fine, don't worry, but sorry about the lateness of our episodes. Uh, I'm here, as always, with permanent co-host, best friend, fun guy, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm I'm broadcasting podcasting live from no it's not live you're not going to hear it live i'm an arcada and just family arcada family like are arcada? you by a like a donkey kong machine uh oh like a penny arcada yeah yeah <laughs> oh okay video uh, arcada i guess is what i should have said not family arcada family arcada i was like well i am with my girlfriend's family is that yeah that's wow the Sean, only real you got a girlfriend <laughs> rub what, it in corbin it? smith's oh. face <laughs> i know in your face corbin uh my girlfriend's name is uh the princess <laughs> she a smash character uh princess well there's okay. two princesses that are smash characters but that is for another podcast that we won't be listening to uh, technically there's three now oh. that i think about it but um yeah. uh 
Yeah, I'm in Arcata. I was in just just 13 hours ago. I was in Palm Springs, from the desert to the redwoods. Wow. Wow. Are you I, like a tourism California commercial? I, well, I'm I'm actually Huel Hauser's. I found <laughs> out he's actually my real dad. And uh, I'm going to a lot of weird attractions. <laughs> Um, before we get started on our show, though, I'd just like to say, first off, last week, we asked you, our lovely listeners, to review our podcast on iTunes, five stars only, and uh, three of you came through and wrote hey. some reviews, so I'd just like to thank, right off the bat, I'm not going to read them, but I'd like to thank Trey SWM, which I believe stands for single white male, ladies or men, Uh-oh. whatever he likes. <laughs> Uh, also, B Hickey 10. I don't know if that means he's 10 years old or born in 2010, which would make him almost 10 years old. And, uh, of course, 69 Shea Butter 420. Um, who is actually my, uh, 13 year old cousin Shea, and I reviewed it on his phone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. Thanks, Shea. Um, as. But yeah, as always, we love hearing from you, our listeners, especially when they're in five-star reviews. But also, you can tweet at us at RoundRockPod, email us at RoundRockPod at gmail.com, or uh, leave us a, um audio message at 323-682-0342. Uh, it does not smell anything. We've tried. No, it's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Google Voice sniffs those out. <laughs> Um, so Sean, right off the bat, Mm -hmm. um, we have another super secret surprise leak. Yeah, this was crazy. I can't believe it happened again. So a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, I believe, um, Kobe Bryant has a terrible children's book coming out, um, Mm -hmm. called, uh, the Wizard series training camp. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, somebody leaked one of the chapters of the audio book, to our super secret signal account. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happened again. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know where these leaks are coming from. Uh, they're beautiful recordings, but the, the leaks are coming from inside the, uh, the inside the intercepts offices. The, well, yes. no, I was, <laughs> they're from I was going to say Greg from Greg inside Greenwald's the house. muse cage. Oh, um, he, don't you think Glenn Greenwald has a muse cage? No, he has a cage of some some other kind, though. It's made of Look, lies. He does and... great work and everything, but there's something about that guy I just do not trust. I'll be honest. Oh, uh, what his friendship with Julian Assange? Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's one thing. Except you know what? Don't step on Ecuador's toes. We're not doing that today. Oh, but... oh, oh, oh! You're right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Uh, I apologize to uh, to anonymous. Uh, you are legion. Uh, you're coming, right? Is that is that what they say? They're everywhere. Uh, remember the fourth of November. I mean, we we both record wearing our V from Vendetta masks every single week. Oh, of so course, uh, dude. we respect what you guys do. I remember the fourth of November every fucking day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it the fourth of November? <laughs> Is it the 8th? Oh, which which day. day in November is it? 
Uh, we forgot, unfortunately. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> about that time that guy went to blow up those politicians, but did not, and we're supposed to remember. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, I prefer that to the um, HBO original movie about it. Mm-hmm. It's very <laughs> boring. Uh, hey, Alan Moore. Question yeah. about Alan Moore, the comic book guy who wrote that. Uh, are there rapes in V for Vendetta, too? Um, that guy loves rapes. Like, implicitly, but not explicitly, okay. I think. All right. Because um, there's rapes in Watchmen. There's oh, rapes. there is. There's there's, there's there... rapes in uh, League of Extraordinary no. Gentlemen. Watchmen's supposed to be, like, uh, ambiguous, though, right? No. It doesn't doesn't the old silk scepter specter say like eh things were complicated when her daughter's really mad at the comedian? <laughs> I'm I pretty mean, sure that's... there's a scene where that happens. <laughs> sure, but uh, I mean it's definitely like the comedian forever. She, she says no for like a lot of that, you know. And then oh, the did. and then the hooded guy comes and beats her up. We don't need to talk about this. Uh, I'm beats him up anyway. Um, Look, you open the door. It's true. Speaking of, I, well, I was do I was gonna do a cool segue here. Oh. Um, speaking of rapes, uh, should we get to this Kobe Bryant book? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Granity Audio presents the Wizenard series training camp, written. By Wesley King and Kobe Bryant. Read by Sir Nigel Quiblington. Copyright Granity Publishing, 2019. Chapter 12. Jockeying for Position. No one mentioned the smoky apparition who had appeared at last night's practice-slash-drum circle and spoken the dire words of warning to the team. Beware the man in the false wheelchair. No one... Not Corey Brandt's teammates, not Professor Wizenard, and not even the team manager, Haggard. Haggard's real name was Gary East, but the years and years of Dren's losses to the town of Notsob had prematurely aged him. But his basketball mind was as sharp as ever, and he also had a flying scooter. That's completely different than a flying motorcycle, Corey Brandt thought to himself. Today, Professor Wizenard had told them to assemble in the field behind the gym for practice. Today is the most important day of your basketball life, said Professor Wizenard. He reached into his bag, a small athletic duffel that seemed to have an infinite capacity for carrying strange and wonderful objects, and solemnly pulled out a large athletic supporter. Get that stinky old thing out of here, Professor! shouted a voice from the back. Corey groaned. He knew that annoying voice anywhere. It was the team's overweight, arrogant backup guard, Scrunch Porker. The only thing that stinks out here is you, thought Corey to himself. He thought Scrunch needed to focus less on shooting his mouth off and more about shooting less in the game. Corey Brandt hated Scrunch Porker. He was a fucking idiot. Ignoring the interruption from Scrunch, who truly did suck ass at basketball, Wizenard continued, This is the choosing, Jock. It will determine which of the cottages of Dren you will be chosen into. He pointed at the four bungalows ringing the outside of the field. These are the cottages of Wizenard. They look like shacks, 
said Brick Knox, the team's second handsomest player. Scrunch Poker was exciting. This is cool. Hook me up with a shack. I'd be unstoppable. Corey Brandt couldn't believe what he was hearing. No way. Shacks are overrated. They're always in terrible shape. Look at that cottage, how it sags in the middle. But the fence is solid. The real strength here is on the perimeter. When I call your name, come forward and place the sorting jock on your crotch area, instructed Wizenard. Saul Pagol, the Portuguese big man, was up first. He held the choosing jock at his waist gingerly, which immediately began to quiver and glow. Rasselpuff! it shouted. Well sorted, shouted Wizenard. I mean, chosen. Russelpuff is the cottage devoted to big men, and their sigil is the giraffe. Overrated, muttered Haggard, but everyone ignored him. The jock assigned Dirk Crabber to Peyton Claw, the cottage for gods, who can steal the ball or your girlfriend. Their sigil was a kangaroo. Professor Wizenard explained that it could hold objects in its pouch, and was the only marsupial that gets punched. When Brick Knox put on the sorting jock, it declared, You are the newest member of our most high-flying house, Blake Gryffindor. Their sigle was an eagle. What do you think the eagle represents? asked Wizenard. Sal Pagol said folka, which meant strength in Portuguese. Brick Knox said soaring. Cory Brandt said, To me, an eagle means innocence. I mean, false accusations. I mean, lots of other people have done bad stuff, too. Why do we have to keep bringing this up? Professor Wizenord looked at Corey Brandt with confusion, but figured that whatever Corey was thinking about probably happened a long time ago, and everyone should probably just forget about it and move on. Corey, why don't you put your hands on that jock? At first, the choosing jock didn't give any results at all to Corey Brandt. He held on to the jock and waited. He took a jab step, pivoted, took off the jock and waved it over his head, took another jab step, and nothing. Come on, give it to someone else, shouted Scrunch. Corey grimaced at him and jutted out his underbite. He spun, spun the other way, and jumped to the air. That's when a buzzer sounded. Sedgwickerin', cried the choosing jock. This is extremely rare, said Wizenard, sniffing the choosing jock with intense curiosity. The Sedgwickerin cottage is the most selective of all the cottages. It's only for closers. Corey, when you refused to pass off the jock, even when nothing was happening, even when time was running out, you proved you're a closer. Suddenly, Professor Wizenard collapsed, holding his left side in pain. It looked agonizing. Was it bad peyote? Corey wondered. Wizenard grimaced like he'd been hit by a bus, or stabbed in the back, or stabbed in the back by a bus. Haggard ran to his side. Oh no, he shouted. I can't lose another big one. Meanwhile, on the other side of campus, groundskeeper Ram Curtis noticed a mysterious, shadowy figure painting over the left side of the brand new Wizenard mural. He shouted, Aye, what are you doing? But before Ram could put on his magical goggles and see who it was, the figure farted, 
laughed, and jogged away, leaving only a foul odor and a pile of Jolly Rancher wrappers. You know, sometimes when I listen to these audiobook excerpts, it feels like Kobe's like not completely fictionalizing this entire thing. Yeah, no, it's um, disconcerting, I would say. It seems like there's like some scores he's trying to settle still, <laughs> but but to children who don't remember his playing career, it's very no. strange. But the book's gonna be great. Oh yeah, I mean we're going we're going to read it. It was a, quite a cliffhanger in that <laughs> chapter too. <laughs> I don't think it was very. I don't I don't know if he was disguising the villain that much, but you know. Anyway. Um. And then before we get to the news, Sean, we should uh, mention we have a new sponsor. Oh, right. Uh, so for those of you that listen to the ESPN basketball podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, they have these really aggressive ad reads. Um, and I was so into like how aggressive they are. Um, I wrote the company myself and asked if they would... Uh, uh, sponsor us so first let's play the actual the the espn ad when did it become okay for men to be lazier softer fatter we need to bring the men of this country back to greatness and it's easier than ever with ageless male max a patent pending formula with an ingredient that helps boost your total testosterone promoting greater increases in muscle size and twice the reduction of body fat percentage than exercise alone Plus, an amazing 64% increase in nitric oxide, which can be handy in the gym and in the bedroom. Take your manhood to the max by trying your first 30-day bottle free when you text the word ABS to 797979. Finally, a formula that boosts total testosterone. If your results with Ageless Male Max are too intense, please decrease use. For your free bottle, text ABS to 797979. Text ABS to seventy nine seventy nine seventy nine. All right, that's just a little excerpt of the ads you hear before you hear the sweet tones of Brian Windhorst's sing songy high voice, or oh, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. Um, uh, Zach Lowe. You know, before he talks about drinking one beer, uh, you'll hear that ad read. Well, anyway, we um we asked them to come up with some ads for us, so um. Here's the first one. When did it become okay for the women of this country to have a say in how things go? Hashtag I'm with her. Well, let me tell you, boys. She'll still be with you if you inject ageless male Max into your dick. Don't let AOC... David Hogg and the socialist PC police tell you Ghostbusters are female and that you can't put hormones synthesized from endangered Amazonian tree frogs right into your pee hole. Lock her up and build the wall around your cock with ageless male Max. Try it for free today by texting SJW. That's right. Text SJW and try Ageless Male Max for free today, you cucks. Hey, Sean, I'm beginning to think that um, maybe asking this company to do this wasn't such a great idea. But um, I don't Well, I'm I, I have been concerned with my tea recently. So <laughs> but uh, Hulu has live sports, so we're taking the money. <laughs> 
why did we both agree to get tattoos from this company for what is just audio ad reads? I have cuck tattooed on my forehead now. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I got libtard on the inside of my right thigh. Why did they specify that location, too? It's really weird. <laughs> but look, if it's good enough for Dame Lillard. Should we talk about the news? Let's talk about the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Sean. Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Australian Wonder Boy. Yes. Uh, wrote Egg Boy on his shoes. Yeah, welcome welcome to the resistance, Ben Simmons. I feel like that's less part of the resistance and more part of like being extremely online. He's like his shoes are actually shit posting. Yeah, exactly. For those of you that don't know the Egg Boy, um <laughs> I mean, I hope you know who the Egg Boy is cuz Egg Boy's a hero. We love Egg Boy here at Round Ball Rock. Um <laughs> there was this racist senator who said a bunch of anti-Muslim stuff after the horrible shootings in uh, Christchurch, New Zealand, in Australia. Uh, the shootings were in New Zealand. The senator was in Australia. Uh, and then the next day... They're he was basically gonna... the same country, though. They Come are on. not. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, let's be real. Dude, you're going to get egg-boyed <laughs> if you keep this up. Uh, watch out. He's everywhere. Um, anyway, the next day, the racist senator was giving a press conference, like a scrum. It was unclear where they were. Um, And a teen stands there for a really, really long time and waits until the perfect moment and then smashes an egg on the racist's head. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ben Simmons, cool Australian, extremely online, has said stuff about anti-Trump, Wrote Egg Boy on his shoes, which is very cool. Uh-huh. Um, now, you're probably wondering, is this really an NBA story? And I, I'm going to tell you, yes, because listen to this question. Sean Keen, uh-huh. who's the Egg Boy of the NBA? Uh, I mean, in some ways, you got to say J.R. Smith. Because he's, like, like, he's soup boy, he though. Threw- he threw a scalding hot bowl of soup that hit. That's what we learned this week. We've, we've. I love that this story is about a year old. About uh, J.R. Smith getting suspended a game for throwing a bowl of soup. Uh, Brian Windhorst waited eight months to reveal that it was chicken out tortilla of spite. soup. <laughs> yeah, out of spite. He was out just his, like he was his, just like. Um, I knew it was chicken tortilla soup within ten minutes. But uh, I just didn't feel like telling anybody. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't feel like telling anybody because I, I felt like the focus needed to be on the the other work I do with the NBA and the discounts I get at my shoe merchant in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, so yeah, that, and then anyway, this week, uh, assistant coach Damon Jones revealed that the soup was very hot. Yeah, it, it seems like older. this story has stayed alive simply just because Windhorst refused to report it initially. Yeah, he actually it like really backfired on him that the story is now entering its like 13th month of existence. 
And he could have, he, he had it, he had it cornered. He had, uh, um, okay, but that's, it's not very political. I'll tell uh, you who is not the egg boy of the NBA Steve Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> Again, basketball Beto, uh, was tweeting about like fake Devin Nunez's cow today. Oh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, we're like, I'm gonna say, look. I love Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, not funny, though. Um, I mean, he'll... he's usually funny. Mm, not when he tweets. Like, I don't I don't follow jokes him. jokes are not good. <laughs> well, that's that is probably true. He's funny in like off the cuff, though. Yeah, but there's also a little bit of that. Devin Nunez tweet was a little it felt a little bit like uh Camilla heresy to me, you know, like very better. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you supporting of the uh, primary candidates? Oh, Mike Gravel, dude. Yeah. Wouldn't that be weird if Steve Kerr saw the Mike Gravel thing and was like, huh, this guy had a bunch of teens run his Twitter account, even though he's 88. I'm Steve Kerr. I'm going to have a panel of dads run my Twitter account. I mean, he did complain about traveling that one time, and that DM he meant to that he accidentally sent public, which is like having that's like a the daddest move of all, you know. Well, I mean, I think he was just sucking up to Zach Lowe and Kevin Arnowitz with that one. You know, <laughs> keep your access right. It's like, yeah, I waste time complaining about travel too. Um. Okay. So, so Egg Boy, somebody who would hit a senator. Who would racist, racist senator with, an, with an, egg. an egg? Yeah, I mean, Russell Westbrook would hit that senator's wife with an egg. Um. All right. My next question for you, Sean: Which yes. NBA figures most deserve to be egged? Ooh. Okay. Hmm. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Kobe Bryant number definitely one. deserves to be egged. Uh, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Number two. I mean, he his own body kind of eggs him all the time. Though. That's <laughs> yeah. the that's the thing. Like his ligaments and bones. Yeah, you saw don't he's even out want for to be in his body. Now, right? Yeah, Tight. he like chipped his elbow so or something. Um, uh, he's not going to be six man of the year. I don't think Joey. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Also, did not make the All Star game, which was tight. Um, yeah, I think. James Dolan probably deserves an eggin. Yeah, for sure. You're no also, longer allowed in Madison Square Garden. Oh, why? Why did I say that? <laughs> I think he would just look really funny getting egged, too. There are lots of people I, I can think of who don't deserve to be egged, but who would be hilarious if they got egged. You like, know what I would... Steve Ballmer yeah, getting egged would be hilarious. And he'd probably just like react like, oh, you got me. He does not deserve it. Um, I mean, he, he does deserve it, though. <laughs> Just not not for those reasons, but for being like an awful plutocrat like money whatever. <laughs> yeah. Also, I believe murdered Clippy with his bare hands. He straightened him out. Um, I think if I think what I'm imagining would happen is Egg Boy would try to egg Kobe and Kobe like wouldn't even flinch. And it would go viral. And then years from now, they'd show that uh, an overhead shot would show that uh, Egg Boy wasn't even like directly facing Kobe and he was trying to egg someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I think Clay Bennett. Clay Bennett should be egged. Clay Even Howard Schultz should be, be simultaneously egged. egged. Yes. Like, they should have to shake hands and get egged. By the, the entire time. city of Seattle. Yeah, and, and Howard Schultz's is worse because it's actually a sous vide egg bite. <laughs> um, uh, I'd yeah. like to see uh, David Stern get egged. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, what about a simultaneous Adam Silver, Jared Kushner egging? Yeah, that'd be tight. I'd Best like friends. to see back to Silver, though. I yeah. mean, not Silver, Stern. I'd like to see David Stern get egged while wearing clothes he couldn't wear that were banned in the racist dress code. Oh, that'd be good. And Mahmoud Abdul Rauf should be able to yeah. uh, egg him. <laughs> um,. Sean, who's the egg man? Uh, I believe that is uh, Billy Shears. Oh, I would have thought Billy Preston because he's in the NBA. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Um, you know, there was there was a year where um, the first year I had league pass. Uh, they they hadn't figured out the the breaks and the action exactly. Mm hmm. So all they would play is uh, Pink's I'm Coming Out song Mm -hmm. as an NBA promo. And then they would play this car commercial with Billy Preston singing, nothing from nothing means nothing. Mm -hmm. And so you'd watch a game and you would hear nothing means nothing. I don't know, 25 Mm -hmm. times. (laughs) I really hated those songs so much. (laughs) Um, that's better. At least they were showing things. There was a time period where League Pass used to just play the, like, most generic sports music ever and then show, like, insanely random highlight, Like, not highlights, but, like, stats. Like, uh-huh. useless and random stats. So it would be like, uh, it would be like, uh, NBA, uh, field goal attempts leaders. <laughs> Weekly steals leaders. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. It would be like uh, turnover leaders tonight. Most turnovers tonight. It would be like <laughs> this is not helpful at all. Like, <laughs> and now they've done a pretty good job of of just giving you the like arena feed. Well, you have so to you pay to extra. See... You have to pay twenty five extra dollars a month for the arena feed. I mean, for the year for the arena feed. Oh, I didn't even know that. No, yeah, yeah. Maybe I've been benefiting from someone else's largesse. Don't, don't talk about it. I'm just saying the <laughs> largesse of the NBA for giving me this league pass for free. Thanks, guys. <laughs> they really believe in journalism there at the NBA. Are we journalists? Yes, we're, we're members of the media, <laughs> which is why you can't trust us. Um, we're while we're get talking about... Joey. <laughs> While we're talking about Ben Simmons, yes, uh, Giannis called him a fucking baby in Bucks mm-hmm. versus Sixers. Yes, and then Ben Simmons dunked on Giannis like thirty seconds later. Mm-hmm. It was, but very it was a putback. So yeah, it was. I I like that. Is that the first? So now look. He has body slammed Mike Dunleavy Jr. and been mm-hmm. ejected from a playoff game before. Yeah. So he's got that he's got that savagery inside him. Um I didn't really think of Ben Simmons as a fucking baby though. I I I gotta say that the criticism was a little surprising to me. 
Yeah, it was it not was, as much that Giannis said it. It was kind of weird. Um, I don't really have anything to say about this. It was tight. Uh, yeah, man, I I want like, I, I look, the NBA players have done a lot of great work recently, uh, bringing back the traditional rivalry between uh, players and fans. <laughs> it's been kind of dormant since the malice in the palace, but you know, that, that adds a level of excitement, but it's nice to see that there are some on court rivalries as well. Right. That NBA players are also going after, uh, the people they're trying to defeat in yeah. the game. So what are your not, favorite, uh, middle-aged people? What are your game. favorite current NBA rivalries, Sean? Uh, so I, well, I really like, I really like, uh, well, obviously the Warriors and the Spurs, just because, you know, that Kawhi Leonard injury prevented a San Antonio Spurs sweep in 2017. We've all been, you know, dealing with the aftermath of that. Um, no, I, uh, I really enjoy the Sixers and the Celtics because it's so weird because the teams like legitimately don't like each other, but also a lot of it is just dudes that are 50 being like, no, 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 no. They played some really close games in 1981, <laughs> you know, like these teams that have not been rivals for 30 plus years. Um, I like the weird, I mean, even before the fan incident, there's like a weird Utah, Oklahoma city rivalry, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a couple, because I also really like the Utah Denver one. Uh, those yeah, games are one, always really weird. <laughs> well, and it the Utah Oklahoma City one is weird because it uh it's almost like like Spider-Man looking at Spider-Man mm-hmm. except both Spider-Man are wearing a Ku Klux Klan hood. <laughs> it's just weird that you look at them and you're like, "No, no, no Oklahoma City seems pretty progressive because Remember, like it was not that long ago that um, one of the one of the um, Thunder's owner, minorities owner's sons, like mm-hmm. got into it and said some crazy stuff to Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. I think that was in a playoff game. Uh, and then there was also that guy uh, yelling at Draymond Green, the guy who like uh, shot the Kevin Durant jersey or whatever. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. That That's bar owner guy, that guy who seems like a real, real sleazeball. It's it's like incredible that Oklahoma City, but relatively you're like, well, I guess they're not so bad. <laughs> um, My favorite rivalry in the NBA uh-huh. currently, of course, is uh, Kevin Durant versus Ethan Sherwood Strauss. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you um, know, the classic, that classic rivalry. I also like... Uh, James Dolan versus Bill Simmons. Oh, oh, and James Dolan versus um, George Johnson, mm-hmm. a, a fan who once gave him the stank eye, <laughs> and James Dolan threw him in jail. Uh, I always thought the the Warriors Clippers Chapel based rivalry was hilarious, mm-hmm. and it's what's funny about it is like it still feels like doc rivers like, like none of the Clippers are there anymore. So mm-hmm. it's just not the same, but also it almost feels like the feud was settled the way you would have done it in the middle ages. 
where it's like, well, Batman I mean, had to give his son away. Yeah, yeah, he had, to, yeah, he had to give his son as a hostage, and then his, and then his daughter was married off to Steph's <laughs> little brother. So it's like, it's like that's how the Lannisters would have resolved this situation. <laughs> like, I don't know where you're going, Austin. You're going to the other side of the world, Austin Rivers. <laughs> um, speaking of uh. Former Clippers and more Sixers, actually. Uh Uh, Mike Scott. uh, Yes. As we call him here on the podcast, Emoji Maury Spates. Mm -hmm. Um, He drank a lady's Jack Daniels when he fell out of bounds. Yes. He landed her lap. He grabbed her drink and took a sip, which was a very funny move. I don't think he thought it was an alcoholic beverage necessarily. Did he think it was a Coke? I think he thought it was a Coke. Because the way the way he approaches it, there's like it's in a big cup is the thing. <laughs> anyway, it is Jack Daniels that he ends up drinking on the bench. Amazing. Uh, in the stands. Uh, very funny. Um, yeah, he's going to have to have a, a drunk guy emoji. Um, What's I would the best say... drink to steal or, you know, a concessions item? Which one do you like the most when a player falls out of bounds and then takes it from the fan? I really like the act of uh, taking a nacho mm-hmm. just because it, it feels so in, invasive, but also like what your friend would do. Yeah, that you know, like the nacho to me it. seems so specifically baseball, though. Oh, yeah, I guess it's not as much of a basketball uh, food. Yeah, I I mean, to me, the classic basketball Food is, uh, of course, the popcorn. Uh-huh. Taking a handful of po- eating some uh, handful of somebody's popcorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when LeBron James pretended to drink that beer and then people got mad at him? Yeah, that was. <laughs> he didn't even drink the beer. No, he didn't drink the beer. <laughs> Did people and now he like just it? drinks wine on the bench? <laughs> yeah, he's like drinking wine. Well, that's what happened. He got like one drop of that beer, and now he's an alcoholic. <laughs> Look, he was really cute when he was drinking wine and they were winning, but uh, <laughs> things go downhill pretty quickly, especially when you're addicted to large glasses of red wine. Wouldn't it be funny if he just showed up like one day with like a big thing of like Carlo Rossi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just got like the box wine on his shoulder. <laughs> And he's wearing like suit shorts no, but and it's like, uh, like not even good wine. It's like he, he has oh, like yeah. Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. <laughs> like what happened? He's like I drank all the expensive wine. <laughs> it's Boone's Farm. He has like a one liter of Boone's it's all Farm fortified wine. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of wine, uh, this is a weird uh, course, but I just wanted to shout out a uh, hey, uh, Berkeley, the city of Berkeley. Uh, find a new place for Fondue Fred to go. I saw yesterday Fondue Fred, uh, a place in Berkeley you can eat all you can eat fondue and all you can drink wine. Uh-huh. Uh, that's been there twenty five years. Has to move because they're uh, turning their building into condos. So uh. find a new place for Fondue Fred. Come anyway, on, Berkeley, isn't this the kind of thing that, like, if you live in Berkeley? Why why don't you have your your costumes out? 
you know, your, your protest Birkenstocks, uh, you know, like, like you're not, you're already not washing your hair. Go out there and protect fondue Fred's from becoming cocktails. Love fondue Fred. All right. Uh, condos. Sorry. Um, geez. I was still thinking about Mike Scott. Um, anyway, uh, we Jeff, should do yeah. another ad read here. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. For our, uh, for those supplements. <laughs> What's the deal with the men in this country? They won't debate me. They won't learn to code. They won't learn to use coded racism in their debates. Debate me. Debate me. Debate me. Ageless male Max. Debate me. Saturdays are for the boys. Um, alright. Uh, I really am regretting this, Sean. I'll be honest. Yeah, they... They, you wrote what's crazy is you contacted them yeah i i don't know why i did it i thought it would be funny uh-huh. um but now it's just creepy yeah all right um sean yes do you want to talk about your man marcus smart Oh, my man marcus smart <laughs> uh one of the pioneers in fan confrontations um now do you do you wonder joey if it has maybe swung a little too far recently. What? Which part? The that, fan, that everyone's, the fan like, everyone's, everyone's just like, fuck it. These players should be able to punch fans in the face if they want. No, this is tight. I'm into this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't be racist. I I think it's it's just very funny to see the like. Sometimes it's the whitest people I know on Twitter who are just like, yeah, I, you know, let's punch that fan in the face. Look, uh, but anyway, back to Marcus Smart. Uh, he got ejected for shoving Joel Embiid the other night, Sean. That's what yes. I wanted to talk about. Yes. <laughs> he took an elbow, uh, he, and then he, he shoved that guy as if he were uh, a Texas A&M fan or whatever racist school uh marcus smart tried to fight when he was in college it was texas somebody i think it was texas a&m maybe texas longhorns but anyway the the sixers they finally beat boston and all it took was an aaron baines injury (laughs) well he's the heart and soul of that team joey (laughs) they got to see that top knot uh hustling around uh getting floor burns um, look that the the Celtics are not the same team without uh, Aaron Baines, who doesn't have enough letters in his first name. <laughs> uh, also, an Australian man who did not write Egg Boy on his shoes. Yeah, come on, Aaron Baines. Uh, yeah, that's Warriors why he Australian his man did write Q though. Yeah, that on was his. Cool. So that was weird. Um. Yeah, he also wrote the storm is coming on his forearm. <laughs> It's fun to have him around. Setting some good screens, though. Um, now, now here's the thing. Aaron Baines left that game with an ankle injury. Can the Boston Celtics survive another Baines injury? Absolutely. You think they can? Yes. Who are they going to replace him with? Literally anyone else? <laughs> uh, time Lord, Sean. Oh, the time. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Has he? Been, I guess he's been playing Bob. Bob Williams. Lob, 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 Bob. 
Blob Williams. Yeah, he's been playing. Blob Williams. <laughs> That's his name. It's not Time Lord. Come on, man. <laughs> Doctor, who the fuck came up with that dumbass nickname? <laughs> Um, anyway, that's enough of talking about an actual game. Congratulations, Sixers. You finally did it. Um, you guys probably won't play each other in the playoffs. (laughs) It's very unlikely, right? (laughs) At this point. (laughs) Because the Celtics would have to win a playoff series. I mean, if if Milwaukee keeps getting as injured as they've been getting, uh, it's possible they'll play each other. God, can you imagine that, that depressing so ass Eastern Conference Finals? <laughs> Another Sixers Boston and Philly. God, uh, Terry Rozier earning himself more money, <laughs> by which I mean a larger share in Danny Ainge's will as his adopted son. Well, and don't forget about uh, his Bleacher Report shares. Oh, that's right, and uh, they would sell so many of those knockoff Scream T-shirts. <laughs> he's still getting sued for yeah uh well you know what sixers boston would be the uh the like getting sued for t-shirt series oh because right if you remember because, uh, right the prophet yeah, yeah. marcus our lamonis former, is... our former favorite billionaire marcus lamonis who who actually deserves to be egged oh for sure preferably like at a camping world where just different egg boys jump out of RVs and egg him. And I'm like, you know what? I'll give you, oh, you want 51% of this company? I'll give you 100% of this egg. <laughs> but anyway, for those of you that don't know, he is suing Joel Embiid over the trademark for the process. Yeah, trust the process. Which people... I'm, I'm obviously if you buy a trust the process shirt, you're thinking of the profit. CNBC's the profit. Yeah, CNBC's the profit. Not to be confused with CNBC's uh, the billionaire buyer, uh, uh, who of course we now have to play that Tillman for Tita drop. How does Tillman describe himself? A motherfucker. <laughs> All I do is win, win, win. All right, Joey. Here's hypothetical scenario. Mm-hmm. Billionaire buyer versus the profit. They each have a dozen eggs and they're standing 25 feet away from each other. Oh. We blow the whistle, anything goes. Who's who's taking the most damage? I uh, I mean for Tit is a much bigger target, right? I think he is, yeah. <laughs> the I mean, profit the, seems slender. He seems and very agile. slight. Yeah. Well, he doesn't seem agile exactly, but he just seems there's a little bit of like a wispiness to him. You know? Yeah, yeah. A softer <laughs> voice. Tillman, however, his empire is based on heavy, heavy foods at mm-hmm. every stop. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think the I mean, obviously, I, I assume he, I assume the prophet has some camping experience too. I don't think so. He's from Miami. Oh, he just he just bought Camping World. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and it's RVs, really. That's why. Yeah, you're right. Get. It's like it's like okay, you're right. You're right. that's not 
That's not someone who, that's someone who was forced to camp and did not admit him. It's like, anyway, we did, how do we air condition this? How did we start talking about the two the CNBC billionaires egging each other? Either way, uh, don't forget Tillman Fertitta is a motherfucker and CNBC is the prophet Marcus Lemonis lied to us. Um, anyway, let's talk about someone else we love talking about. Uh, Jim Boylan. Mm-hmm. Has been uh, really something lately. Uh, he and Doc Rivers got double ejected earlier this week. Yes, they did. Is there... Can you think of another coach other than Doc Rivers who we talk about as much? Like, is there a funny? Is there a funnier double combo for this podcast? Because we make fun of both of these guys a lot. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be like... Brad Stevens get eject getting ejected at the same time as like Lou Williams, like for just polar opposites. We wouldn't <laughs> even talk about those guys as much. Um, no, I mean, I mean, can you imagine just like it's funny because I know I've heard Jim Boylan talk, but I still just imagine him having the voice of Steve Ballmer all the time. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like his voice is just enthusiasm. So. So the reason they got into this tiff was that um, Boylan it was over thought, Jim Boylan's son Ryan Archie DeCano. Yes, yes. Uh, boy, so he got he got not, he got hit by a, a a pick a screen and was sent to the locker room. And Boylan thought the Clippers were setting screens that were too hard. Mm-hmm. And then Doc yelled back at him. Why don't you have your players call out screens? A fair point, mm-hmm. I gotta say. Um, hilarious double ejection. Um, NBA coaches don't talk to each other during games, right? That's like it does. It doesn't really happen, right? Um, Isn't that kind I of? I think the it depends on the coaches, you know. Uh-huh. Like I think Popovich and Kerr probably like to uh, like talk shit about Shmeet. Trump back and forth. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> that would be really funny if that's all was happening on the sidelines. Did you see Matto last night? <laughs> Can you believe it? He put it in an email. I can't believe. It. Anyway, um, uh, it's funny the like one eighty on Boylan's reputation. That's what I really wanted to talk about here. But he, here's the weird thing: is he's not doing particularly well (laughs) there's this impression that the bulls have like really turned it around and they really haven't (laughs) so he's he's 16 and 33 as the head coach of the team and i mean granted they were five and 19 which is worse before that. But I mean, he presided over them losing a lot of games in a row. And the only thing that really changed was that the bulls went from having not literally Marcus no to Lori Markin. Well, well, but also they didn't have a small forward on their roster. They didn't have an NBA player to play small forward. And then they got auto Porter for free. <laughs> and suddenly they actually had someone manning all five positions on a basketball court. And that's exactly when people started talking about like, oh, I feel pretty good about boiling for next year. 
Well, no, but, since, you know, I thought he was kind of a kind of a goofball before, but now I'm kind of believing in him. I mean, the biggest difference, though, is uh-huh. it does seem like the players, and I've never seen this before, actually, mm-hmm. uh, where NBA players mutinied against the coach, and now they love him. But I mean, do they love him? Yeah, they paid Boylan's fine for getting ejected. I mean that's that's cool. I mean I guess you I guess you have a psycho like that. But I mean really what happened was I mean what it wasn't like a coaching decision to bench Robin Lopez all season. It was like it was like what's the difference in what Boylan's doing? Is it strategy? It's like, well, no, Otto Porter's playing small forward instead of Justin Holiday or Chandler Hutchison. Why and do then you hate awesome of, souls, Sean? <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, man, like it was a bold move for the Bulls to not have a small forward this year. <laughs> and then they got one, and I would say the results have improved. <laughs> um there's still the, the one thing I do think is really impressive is how much the Bulls in overtime games this year managed to just like step out of bounds mm-hmm. it it does feel like they tank in overtime but they they win some of those games too so well, it's hard that i mean the pelicans either this week or late last week did the boldest tank move i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> do you think that was an intentional tank move i think they <sighs> fucked up <laughs> It felt like an intentional tank move to me. I mean, it just feels like I don't think I don't think New Orleans is organized Listeners, enough. Here's what that. happened: they Chris Webbered themselves. Yeah, they in called a timeouts okay, they so, didn't have. <laughs> so they had they had the ball and they were up three uh, with like seven seconds left. I think it was two. What's that? I think it was two, right? Two seconds or two points? Two points. No, 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 no. Okay. They were definitely up three. So they lose the ball inbounding it on a five second violation, right? Mm-hmm. And it's and they the reason they got that is they didn't have any timeouts left, so they couldn't get time, they couldn't call timeout. Um okay, this is the reason I don't think they were uh doing this to tank. So uh the uh, the Suns get the ball out of bounds and they inbound it and the entire Pelicans coaching staff is standing up yelling at them to foul. They don't foul. They instead let Josh Jackson hit a game tying three pointer mm-hmm. and then they call a timeout they don't have. Mm-hmm. It's a technical. The Suns make the free throw and win the game. Which would be an incredible tank move, but I, they were definitely trying up to the three pointer. Um, it would be awesome if they just gave up though after the three pointer. You know what I mean? It was like, I, let's I mean, just go I, home. I could see that if they were just like, are we playing overtime? Like, what do we? <laughs> I think that <laughs> Anthony Davis is home already. <laughs> uh, speaking of oh. the Suns, oh, oh, hold on. Can I mention the? They also brought in Anthony Davis in crunch time to garden to contest an inbounds pass <laughs> and then made him sit down for the final shot. Like, like who is in charge right now? Like, like they're letting 
Bounty Gate is running an NBA franchise, right? <laughs> Basically. The break press behind Bounty Gate and the medical staff behind Bounty Gate. Uh, Sean, I forgot there's some news we didn't put on our rundown I want to tell you about. Yeah, please. That uh, has to do with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, did you see who they uh, who they interviewed to be their GM today? Oh, um, I did, but tell me. Uh, Kevin McHale. Yes. Uh, well, also... Uh, and Jim Paxson. He's never... <laughs> oh, God. Because, <laughs> you know, his brother John's done so well with the Bulls. <laughs> I mean... Look, if 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 your testament to excellence at a job is to never get fired, <laughs> he's done well. It's funny because I'm I'm currently uh, on on the plane today. I was listening to David Halberstam's uh, Michael Jordan book, mm-hmm. and Jerry Reinsdorf is so confident in the 1997 summer that the the Bulls' success is the result of his genius. And Jerry Krause is genius. And they're both like just salivating. They're so excited about getting rid of Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson <laughs> so they can win a title on their own. Mm-hmm. And then in the 20 years since they have been to the conference finals once. Uh, you know who I'd like to see get egged, Sean? Who's that? Kevin McHale. Oh, yeah. It would look good, too, because he'd like he's so big and. Frankenstein looking like the the egg would drip really far. It would look really gross. He went to a Trump rally, so we yeah. all know his wife is super MAGA. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, uh, also I bad at his is, job. Yeah. Also, I'm sure this is shocking to anyone who uh, would would think that uh, a Boston legend like Kevin McHale would uh, end up being pretty racist, but uh, there it is. Your city is trash. <laughs> it happens to everybody. It it's not your fault. Just just leave. You can move out of Boston, <laughs> and you can you can hang out with a friend of a different race, and, and open your eyes, and not yell all the time, and not uh, get totally deluded about your impact as a fan in the outcome of the game. Uh, uh, Dubaru and Mike so Malloy. <laughs> I'm You're sorry accepted. for this. <laughs> Look, they they got to California. They're fine. <laughs> but yeah, just just when we're talking about the Boston Garden mystique, just think about all the times they lost a huge playoff game, specifically to LeBron James <laughs> at that magical TD North Garden. Uh, yeah, but Kevin McHale in New Orleans. Oh, man, that guy. Uh, do, doesn't it feel like Kevin McHale might like just horribly injure himself in the streets of New Orleans? It's not New Orleans. It's the Suns. Oh, it's the Suns? Phoenix, dude. Oh, well, that's a that's a pretty racist county. <laughs> do you think he could get a letter of reference from Sheriff Joe uh, or Frankie Muniz? <laughs> Two of those open air jails. Oh my god, <laughs> Kevin McHale or Frankie, if you're listening, um, he's got to go to the olive oil place, right? Follow <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. The uh, outrageous olive oil, yeah. Outrageous oils, uh, yeah. Uh, 
has Jim Paxson worked in a lot of front offices? Yeah, I he was the Cavs GM who is oh. basically the reason LeBron James left the first Jesus, time. Jesus, <laughs> that's right. So he was he was like the guy before Ferry? Yeah. Okay. I mean, isn't it weird like we're, we mentioned Danny Ferry as like, oh, what a breath of fresh air <laughs> compared to that racist Kevin McHale. <laughs> Let, let's see if I can find Jim Paxson's GM moves. Hold on. Well, I mean, if he was LeBron's first GM, it was like, let's blow all our cap space on <laughs> Danielle Marshall and Larry Hughes. And let's trade some future picks. Who should we use the one pick we keep on? Luke Jackson. <laughs> that is a dude who... Uh, did not did not leave Portland behind enough to be like, ah, oh, give me a white Here's guy this. with goofy <laughs> hair from the state of Oregon. Yeah. Here's this from Cleveland.com. Okay. Headline. January 27th, 2011. The curse of Jim Paxson has plagued the Cavaliers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> This would be like if there was like a Danny Khan who had ruined like the Orlando magic and still inexplicably kept his job for a decade. You know what I mean? Like just these stealth NBA failure brothers. Uh, here's a fun here's a fun uh, thing. Prior to the 2003 draft, Paxson never had a foundation in place for when James was to arrive. Uh <laughs> he brought LeBron James to a team that consisted of Ricky Davis, Jumaine Jones, Smush Parker, and Milt Palacio. <laughs> God. In 2000, Paxson put together a team locally known as the Zoo Crew, which featured... <laughs> <laughs> which featured Clarence Weatherspoon, Chris Gatling, Robert Tractor Trailer, and Bimbo Coles. Wait, what year did he put this guy? 2000. This 2000 <laughs> these are like three guys that the golden state warriors decided they didn't need anymore in the 90s when they were one of the worst franchises in the history of professional sports and jim paxson's like i will take three of those guys uh he traded they andre do, like, miller they do, like prank calls on the court I'm like oh the zoo crew's in woo, woo. like sound effects all the time uh, he trip radio station. Uh, in 2002, he traded Andre Miller uh, for Darius Miles and Harold Jameson. Oh, that was a bad deal. I mean, <laughs> Andre Miller's contract did only have a year to go, but oh boy. Uh, he, 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 Andre Miller would have helped LeBron James, a young LeBron James. Uh, yeah. Um, he and Gordon Gund, uh, low bald Carlos Boozer. Oh, that, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. They talk about Carlos, but Gordon Gunn, blind man. Mm -hmm. Famously. Carlos Boozer betrayed a blind man with the help with of Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka, uh, executive of the year in the bizarro NBA. Uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, the, the, the GM most likely to read from The Alchemist. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, a guy who apparently 
introduced Kobe Bryant to Heath Ledger's ghost, mm-hmm. um, according to his own stories, and brought in The Rock to give uh, TED Talks. <laughs> Ted Talk to the team where he punched a wall a lot. Uh, also traded D'Angelo Russell to get the cap space to sign Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and Michael Beasley. Uh, don't forget, he not only traded uh, D'Angelo Russell for that, but also led uh, um, Julius Randle walk to do that as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Brooke Lopez. And Brooke Lopez. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers have been pretty solid at center this year. Uh, also traded um, uh, Zubach for uh, um, the guy with the racist dad, Mike Jaws. Jaws. Do I have to play Mike Jaws rapping oh. right now? We're not going to do that to people. All right. Uh, just remember, if you want to hear Mike Jaws rap, look up Mike Jaws rap. Um, yeah. Sean, are we done? Yeah, I think that's all our stories. You got the double ejection. Uh, Dirk passed Wilt Chamberlain. Congratulations, Dirk. Uh, yeah. He passed him in sex partners, no, right? No, he didn't. <laughs> 20,001. Congratulations, Dirk. Ooh, the Mavs are not going to send a press release out about that one. He is getting a plaque from the pants DJ, though. All right. Uh, Sean, what do you want to plug? Uh, you can read, I think I'm going to have another Tank Palooza thing coming out. Uh, watch the Everything Report on Instagram. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got. Oh my God. There are so many good Frankie Muniz tweets this week. He's been on fire. He's (laughs) on fire. I mean, you've been on fire. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to read the newest one. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where uh, six hours ago I tweeted, The ground beef from Arcadia Meat Market is so freaking good. My hands still smell like it, and I'm never going to wash them because it's heaven. Hashtag eat the meat all day. It's incredible. That's a that that hashtag is incredible because <laughs> it's not eat meat all day. No, it's eat the meat all day, which kind of sounds like he's beating the meat all day, but he's not because he has <laughs> he doesn't have time. He's running that olive oil place and not washing his hands. He's just rubbing beef fat all over bottles of olive oil and outrage, <laughs> which is actually fairly outrageous behavior for the proprietor. Of an olive oil store. You should wash his hands. Uh, Sean, do you have a Luka Doncic song this week? Well, Joey, um, I was inspired by uh, a recent film I saw starring uh, Rami Malek mm-hmm. and uh, the guy who plays Littlefinger on Game of Thrones and some other very strange actors that all collaborated to make this happen. And uh, I put together a song honoring uh, both Freddie Mercury and the Dallas Mavericks exciting rookie, Luka Doncic. The song is called Slovenian Raps at Doncic. I'm against this. I want to say this right now, um, because as we all know, um, uh, we here at Grantland for Kids 
there's only one movie out this year, and it was it starred Jackson Maine, my son. That's true. Well, and and my daughter uh, Gaga Maine. Is that her name? Carly? Carly Maine? It's, I. It's like Ashley. It's like one name or something like that. Anyway, um, trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, shut it down. Let's. What was that hashtag? Never watch. Oh, eat the meat all day. <laughs> yeah, shut it down. Let's hashtag eat the meat all day. Gross. I fucking hate it. Uh, uh all right, tight dude. Is ball really live? NBA actions fantastic. Rookie of the year by landslide. There's no doubt it's Ruka Doncic. Open for three. Look up at the net and see. I play the four boy. I need no sympathy because I'm easy dunk and free throw. Get my shots in the flow. Anyway, trade winds blow. Doesn't bring West Matthews to me. To me. Mama, there goes that man. Got a pick from Hardaway. Pulled the trigger on a J. Mama, the break had just begun. But Jalen Brunson threw the ball away. Obama. In hindsight, you kind of sucked. If we're not back in the playoffs this time next season, get LeBron, get LeBron, because loyalty doesn't matter. Too late. The deadline is done Sent Dennis to New York Man, Mark Cuban is a dork Goodbye, DeAndre Jordan You've got to go Gotta clear cap space away KP's the truth Mama Hand down, man down. I don't want to diet. I sometimes wish I could get round as a ball.
I see a little silhouette of a man. Scalabrini, Scalabrini, is it Vinny Del Negro? Thunder games with Westbrook, dribble moves a textbook. See, Gallinari, 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 pick and roll a DHO. I'm just a doughboy, everyone loves me. He is a Slovenian boy from a small family. At Leo de Roma tournament, he won MVP. My mom is hot, my mom is sweet, will you let me eat? Chris Villa, no, we will not let you eat. Let him eat! Jay Billas, we will not let you eat. Let him eat! Mike Miller, we will not let you eat. Let him eat! We will not let you eat. Let him eat! We will not let you never let eat. Lonzo, zo, 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 JJ Perea, JJ Perea, JJ Perea, let me eat. Abdul Jabbar has a jacket set aside for me, for me. So you think you can stop me with the double team? So you think you can stop me from eating ice cream? Oh, baby, can't take away my gravy. I'm gonna get gout, I'm gaining 20 pounds this year. Getting fatter, everyone can see. Luca's getting fatter, food is getting battered for real. Singer's movie blows. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.